Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you're at. Welcome to Collider Daily's episode 100. I'm John Algets and joining me is... Maggie Lovitz. Maggie, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic and excited to be here on the 100th episode. That is just... (laughs) Did you, be honest, did you think we'd make it to 100 episodes? (sighs) Yeah... I think we're a good combination of people. I thought people would just love us and want to listen to us every day. I mean, in fairness, when you're doing an episode every single day, a hundred episodes that come that comes up really quick. It does, but also considering how busy, at least I guess all four of us are very busy. Uh, I think it's a, an impressive feat that we've been able to do 100 almost all live episodes. I think only 95 have probably been live. I think we've only done a few pre-records for interviews and stuff like that. And holidays. yeah, I, maybe 10 at most. Maybe. But yeah, it's been majority live. Uh, yeah. So all great stuff. We're gonna be talking more about how this is our hundredth episode. We're gonna be taking a look back at you know some of the past things, things that we enjoyed. We're gonna be talking to you guys about it a little bit. We're gonna talk about what we want to see in the future, things of that nature. But that's gonna be coming on later on the show. We're gonna do two actual news topics for you. First, uh, we're gonna talk about I'm trying to think of the. I'm trying to remember the order. Ah, oh, we're gonna talk about <laughs> Punisher in uh, Born Again. But first, we are going to talk about. Ewan McGregor and dinosaurs and whether or not uh, we're going to, we're going to see him with dinosaurs. It seems maybe like maybe a no, but also it was not a definitive. So uh, recently, uh, 
little Miss Maggie here, uh, had an interview with uh, McGregor and his daughter for their film uh, Bleeding Love, which I had the the unique pleasure of editing. And uh, <laughs> actually, you know what, Maggie, since you did this inter- interview, do you want to do you want to talk about this? Do you want to take the lead on this story? I'll let you take the lead because I did not plan to be the lead on this to- topic, this right, thing, even though I know uh, about it. I'll pi- I'll give you my opinions. I'll pipe up and share. Uh, so basically, during the interview, Maggie here uh, basically asked him, asked Ewan McGregor about an upcoming film that is coming down the pipeline that he's going to be working on with Anne Hathaway, directed by uh, It Follows director David Robert Mitchell. I had to remember the name there because sometimes I swap the the first and middle name. Uh, and apparently the rumors are that it is going to have something to do with dinosaurs. McGregor, though, had this to say about this. He said, quote, well, I don't know where they're getting dinosaurs from. That may or may not be the case. So sounds vaguely negative, mm-hmm. but... He also left the door open that it could be there. And then Maggie, he told us not to believe everything we read on the internet. <laughs> I mean, which is hilarious when he's talking to an outlet that <laughs> writes things on the internet. I know. He truly, I will say, he truly seemed flabbergasted by the concept of dinosaurs. But the full interview will be out later today so that you can watch for yourself how his reaction is to it. Um, I just think it's really funny because everybody was really excited about the dinosaur thing <laughs> for him to just be like, what? It was just so, so great. And he did give like a little tiny detail about the type of character he plays and who uh, Anne Hathaway is playing. So that at least was like a fun little scoop to get out of that. Uh, but yeah, the dinosaur rumors have been kind of persisting around this project for about a year. Um, it seems like there was some um, scoopers out there that, that claimed that this film had dinosaurs and then the strike happened. And now Ewan McGregor's like, what? <laughs> so, I mean... Either way, either he's debunked it or in a year I'll be able to recycle these quotes and be like, you and McGregor lied to me. <laughs> no, <'cause> the, <laughs> the the like scoops that we've gotten about this film uh, basically had been saying that it was going to be set in the 1980s and somehow involved dinosaurs. So I guess the idea that this was going to be a Jurassic spinoff is probably out the window. Uh, but, you know. Maybe we'll still get the 1980s part so that that scoop could be half correct. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> that being said, hypothetically, would you like to see Ewan McGregor versus dinosaurs? Ewan McGregor and Anne Hathaway? I'm just going to say one of my favorite movies last year, I think it was last year, time is a con- like, construct, um, was Adam Driver versus Dinosaurs. 65 million or whatever was called. I love 65. 65. I think. It's just called 65. I love 65. Uh, so, yeah, I'd be totally hyped to see another Star Wars guy go up against dinosaurs. Um, never going to say no to that. Um, but for some reason, I just can't quite wrap my head around Anne Hathaway in a movie about dinosaurs. I can see Ewan in one, but Anne Hathaway just like kind of confused me a little bit. She just seems too posh, too cool. You know, I don't know. So that maybe that maybe that would be her trying to shed that image. That's what that's what I think I was hopeful for when this like word on the street was there's dinosaurs in this. I was like, oh, that's like so playing against her type. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know all in the game. I I liked sixty five uh, for what it was. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't earth shattering. It wasn't going to win any awards. It wasn't like something that was going to be uh, you know 
super stupendously amazingly great but it was was fun it was really fun like weird b sci-fi it reminded me a lot of um an indie film that i'm really partial to which is prospect um that pedro pascal is in it's a a duplat one of the duplass brothers is in it as well yeah Uh, sophie thatcher that i love that movie a lot i'm i'm a soft spot for sci-fi where a grumpy man has to take care of a abandoned child (laughs) like (laughs) what is what is your favorite film or favorite just story of that like subgenre I mean, I feel like the Mandalorian is the default because that's yeah, basically I will say the prospect movie is probably one of my favorites just because it's so sim like simplicit in the way that it does it. It's very understated. And I like a lot of the lore that's in that one. Um, so I, I think that one's probably somewhere up at the top for me. But I, I like that genre a lot. I think it works really well. Um, my favorite of that would is is probably going to be a deep cut that I feel like I would be surprised if anyone including you Maggie knows this movie Enemy Mine I don't know that one Dennis Quaid is a uh, soldier fighting an intergalactic war against an alien species and uh him and this alien crash land on the planet and they like duke it out before they realize that they have to like stick together and like work together to uh to survive well the alien it turns out is pregnant and gives birth to a little alien baby and dies in childbirth and so dennis quaid has to raise this alien baby on this like deserted planet it is so it is so 80s i love it (laughs) i grew up watching that movie it's it's that sounds fantastic it's it's great seek it out check it out watch it i love i love that kind of sci-fi that's that's my bread and butter right there. That is that is a lot of fun. Uh, All in the game is asking, what have been good slash successful dinosaur movies not called Jurassic Park? Uh, we're back at Dinosaur Story. Uh, <laughs> there's, I know that there are some. Right now, I'm spacing. Obviously, uh, the Velociraptor one where he's a preacher. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. I know what you're about. <laughs> That's, uh, I have not seen it, but every time I see somebody reference that, I'm just like, well, there's a successful dinosaur movie. For me, for me, when I think of uh I like that Arrow Maxwell knew what enemy mine was. Uh <laughs> when I think of dinosaur movies that are non-Jurassic Park, the the only ones that come to mind are a lot of the like old like ray harryhausen dinosaur stuff from like yeah. way back in the day with like stop motion dinosaurs like like arthur conan doyle's the lost world yeah uh, journey to the center of the earth things like that are are a lot of the a lot of the stuff i would like a turok adaptation that would be amazing if handled correctly turok is one of those adaptations that you gotta you gotta get the right people involved i think um just because a large a large portion of whether or not that succeeds is how well it handles the native representation in Turok. Uh the Land Before Time, that's a good example. Oh wait, uh, uh, Dinosaur. I loved Dinosaur when I was a kid. Oh yeah, Dinosaur, the the Disney film. Yeah. That's a great I example. Dinosaur. I had a stuffed dinosaur. I think you got it from like McDonald's or Burger King or something. I love that. I had a I had a big one that I got from Disney World. It was like it was a T-Rex and it was like this big and it was like latex and floppy. <gasps> Not all of us got to go to Disney World as children. So I That was that was when I went to Disney World, I was allowed two big souvenirs. And those were I got the dinosaur and I got a uh 
Darth Vader lightsaber, one of the like '90s Kenner ones that like mm. flip out and it's effectively a flashlight. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I would like to see a Dino Crisis movie. Remember that video game? I don't have Dino Crisis one, but I have one that you probably don't remember. I have Dino Crisis three. <laughs> The one that nobody remembers existed. And I paid I paid f- way more money for it than I should have because this game is awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would like to see a Dino Crisis movie. That would be a lot of fun. There was a lot of talk of it back in the early 2000s and then it never came to be. Uh, anyways, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, let's talk about Daredevil Born Again again. <laughs> again, 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 again. Again, again. Will so, it be about these lovely lads right here? The Punisher? I mean, yes. (laughs) So in case you missed it, we got even more set photos. Shocker. Am I right? Uh, There's so much stuff for this show floating around out there. We got more set photos uh, showcasing, uh, this time showing us Punisher. Yeah. Out there there doing Punisher-y things and walking around in a sweet hoodie. Hence the the title of the topic, sweet hoodie, bro. Uh, so yeah, it is John Bernthal uh, there doing his John Bernthaliest Punisher, and it looks it 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 looks great. I'm pretty excited yeah, about this. I, I, was, I love his version of Punisher. I love so seeing this is great. Uh, yeah, I love I love his Punisher a lot. Um, I have a lot of fan art for him that I've bought at conventions. I loved his Punisher so much. Um, I hope that we get a moment with him and Karen. Oh, we will. <laughs> I need it, especially after John Bernthal at a convention like two weeks ago was like so enthusiastic about the fact that Karen was back and like that was one of the re- real big reasons I- he wanted to be back for it. And I like the way that man talks about Karen Page. I don't think he would come back for it. If yeah, I was gonna say I would not be surprised if John Bernthal had it in his contract that he has to Honestly, have it. <laughs> based off of how how much he is ride or die for that character and for Deb, I do I do see some element of that being like, nah, I'm not coming yeah. back. She's not coming back too. <laughs> I will say though, and like I don't want to get into an argument about this because this is just like this is my own thing. Uh, as much as I like John Bernthal Punisher, my Punisher will always be Thomas Jane. Different strokes for different folks. I'm sorry. That's just that was that was actually my introduction to the character of Punisher, at least hmm. that I can I remember. That was my introduction to him too. I probably like because I'm pretty sure Punisher popped up on the Spider-Man animated series, so I probably saw him there. But like, I was young enough that I didn't register that yeah. it was a character, and I didn't like make a memory of it. Uh, so yeah, Thomas Jane was my first like real solid introduction to Frank Castle as a character. I'll be real um, honest with you. I did not realize that was the same character for a really long time, like an embarrassing <laughs> amount of time because I don't know, for some reason, all of the like superhero movies, the comic inspired superhero movies from that era seem like a whole different breed of stories because they were, they were a little all- weird. Because they were all like disconnected, and there was no like follow through. There was no like connectivity, and so I think my in my brain they were like their own thing. Um, and maybe that, and maybe that's for the best because then you know there's like a clear line of a delineation between that era and this era. But yeah. I think also that came out when I was a kid, and as a kid, I didn't really care if, if something was Marvel or DC or like where it came from. Two thousand. Three? Yeah. 
I was like 10 when it came out. 2004. I was close. Uh, yeah, no. I remember seeing it in theater uh, theaters for my best friend's birthday over the summer. We went and saw Punisher, and it was great. And I loved it. Little 14-year-old me was like, yeah, let's go, Punisher. I'm here <laughs> for it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, All in the Game asked, do you both have an ideal episode count for the season? I mean, I have how much I would like it to be. Okay, how much would you like it to be? That That's what the question is. That's what it's asking. I know, like, I have, I don't, I, like, there's still inconsistencies about how many episodes there's actually going to be. I mean, I would love for us to go back to longer seasons, of things so like uh like a 13 episode season an 18 episode season i know neither of those are probably ever going to happen uh but i do crave the old school style of storytelling where things weren't rushed and things could be developed over multiple episodes and i so for me i like i just realistically don't think we're gonna get that many episodes like i just don't think that that's gonna happen happen. um six if we're lucky Here's the thing for me, minimum eight is yeah. what I want. Um, for me, the sweet spot is 10. If yeah. you can get 10 episodes, that's perfect for me because that gives the show time to breathe. It gives your characters time to like actually be characters and have like proper arcs. Six is too fast. Six is too, too few. When you, when you have a six episode season at that point, to me, make it a movie. Yeah. Like, because you could tell effectively the same story with a little bit less fluff in like, I don't know, just to me, if you're making six episodes, that's not enough time. It's not worth it to me. Uh, So eight is the minimum in my eyes. Uh, Yeah. Eight to 10 seems likely that, I mean, yeah, that sounds like what kind of, I feel like Marvel's comfort zone seems to be moving forward. I know that they've been doing a lot more of the, on the shorter side, but, I'm, if I remember correctly, they want to start going a little bit longer. So that does seem like the most likely thing. Uh, Arrow Maxwell pointed out a, a little fun fact about Thomas Jane since we were talking about him here. Uh, Thomas Jane actually stabbed Kevin Nash in that film and they continued the take. Someone forgot to switch out the fake knife for the real one. Ooh, boy. On set accidents. Luckily enough, that is one where some where both people walked away from it. Yes. Not always the case in a lot of situations, uh, but that is that is a fun little fact to bring up when you're when you're watching that film next. So, yeah, that was that was a good moment. I do like that film, and I need to go back and rewatch it, as well as the Dirty Laundry short film that uh, Shankar did. That was like a you don't know it's the Punisher until like the last five seconds when he hands a kid a Punisher shirt. Uh, good times it's it's a fun fun little bit of a youtube time for you there mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market All right, moving on into our final topic for the day. It's Collider 
dailies episode 100 and so we wanted to take a little bit of time to look back at the previous 99 episodes talk about some of our favorite uh parts of doing this show and also talk about what uh what it is that you guys like and where we think we would like the show to go in the future what we would like to achieve things of that nature so maggie start us off what is something that you have loved about collider dailies be it a specific moment or like a general thing about doing the show, you know, something of that nature. I love that I was able to be really annoying about Baldur's Gate 3 on here. Um, we, we went pretty hard on Baldur's we Gate did. for a while. Um, I'm really, really proud of those interviews that we did for Baldur's Gate 3 on here. I think that was a really fun thing that we were able to bring to Collider Dailies um, that maybe necessarily doesn't fit in with Collider as a whole, but fits in very much with a large swath of the people who do, you know, check out our videos and, you know, come to hear what we have to say about things. And so I really, really enjoyed getting to do those. Well, and that's something that we've we've talked about as a team, like when it comes to interviews on Collider dailies, like what what makes someone someone who we're going to interview just for the basic Collider interviews channel and what makes someone someone that we're going to like have on dailies? Like, where is the differentiation? And, you know, having saving almost saving people who are like less traditional to talk to on mm-hmm. collider dailies i think is the way to go talk to you know talk to someone who maybe they don't necessarily have like something major out right now uh to you know get us in uh yeah oh do we uh oh Speaking it looks talking to people I I have I'm sorry I have actually completely been ignoring private chat. We have a special guest. We do. Uh, w- let's let's bring her in. I, can you guys hear me? Even yes. Okay. Yes. Good. I only have like I only have like two minutes before I have to start driving again. I apologize, so I, Perry. I didn't I didn't see say, the private chat. Say hello and happy 100 to you both, to Adam, to Steve, and everyone in the live chat watching right now. Yeah. Hello. Perry, since you since you have limited time, how about you tell us what is your what has been your favorite thing about Collider Dailies? <laughs> everything. <laughs> truly, truly everything. But I think I think my single favorite thing about it is pretty easy to pinpoint. And it's truly working with this particular team that we've assembled because these types of things don't work. They don't soar. They don't become something special unless you have the right group of people behind it. And mm-hmm. it, it like really does. I kind of want to say feel very lucky that all of us happen to be under the same umbrella and want the same things and have come together. But I feel like having been at Collider for so many years now, it's like, that's such a common thing. That's been the case every single year I've ever been a part of this team where we just have a habit of hiring like really smart, talented, kind people who I genuinely enjoy working with. So like, it's not luck. It's just like what Collider does. Yeah. Brings together the the best of the best. That it does. And as you say that, I'm leaving you. <laughs> I'll, be, well, I'll be on tomorrow at 10 a.m. And yes. happy, Thank you, happy Perry. 100. Happy 100. Yes. See you all soon. Bye. Be safe. <laughs> uh, it, was good to, it was good to get her in, even if for a brief moment. I, I totally didn't see the private chat. It's I didn't, okay. Like, That's what I, I mean. don't. 
<laughs> little numbers pop up and there's no other notification outside of that. There's no sound or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, no interviews, uh, being able to interview pe- like less traditional people yeah. would be is something that we've done and that I look forward to doing more of in the future. There's a few people that we've talked about that I think would be pretty great. Um, and yeah, to what Perry is saying, like the team, the team behind Collider Daily is obviously you have, you have, those of us that you see every single day, uh, you know, myself, you, Maggie, Perry, Steve, uh, the the other people who have subbed in for us, uh, Arzu and Mike have both uh, subbed in for us on a few episodes. And then, of course, there's there's people behind the scenes. We all know about the the voice of God himself, Mr. Adam. Uh, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Him. Uh, and then, of course, we have our our social media uh person, Laura. Laura. Uh she she does so much fantastic work that doesn't get highlighted and like it really should. I wish that we had more opportunities to. Um she's you know absolutely brilliant. The whole team is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it's been such a pleasure to have you guys. Uh <laughs> when you started, did either of you ever ask why it's called Collider? <laughs> so if I ever uh, no. <laughs> I, I always thought it was like uh, worry fandom and like the industry collide. I always thought that was what it was, or yeah. it was like where cinephiles and Steve explained it to me once. Yeah, but like in his own like very Steve way, where it's like it like it makes sense, but yeah. I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> you know, but uh. I didn't ask just because, like, before I started, I had actually been watching and reading Collider, like, since college. Yeah. So that's also another reason why, like, Collider Dailies is so special to me is because I remember, I very vividly remember being in college and watching Movie Talk and mm-hmm. watching Jedi Council and all these old shows that we did and reading the website, you know paying attention to all the articles everyone was was putting out it was a very it was a very surreal experience for me when i got my first opportunity to meet perry in person because she was somebody that i'd been watching and paying attention to for years uh and so now that i'm i'm a part of it it's it's a very uh weird but fantastic experience that i'm i'm eternally grateful for i think that's Uh, been one of the most entertaining things about collider dailies for me is like friends that i've had for a decade and a half plus being like oh my god i can't believe you are part of like a collider show like i know somebody on a collider show and i'm like that's just so it's so fun to me that like collider has like such a huge brand and such a like a fan base and to be part of something like that um and the the history of you know the site is really cool and it's an honor um and a privilege and it's and it's been fantastic to be able to talk to you guys every single day and respond to a lot of your chats getting an opportunity to answer your questions and also just have like discussions with all of you back and forth has been a very like new experience for me because i've done a lot of on-camera hosting over my career but not a lot of live hosting over my career uh so this has been a, a fantastic challenge but a a worthwhile one for sure um yeah what are what this is unrelated to dailies but i i feel like you're gonna have a fantastic answer for this uh what y'all have favorite favorites on letterbox what are what are your what are what's favorited on letterbox for you 
What's favorite? I mean, I can do my top four films right now. I'll just pull it okay, up. Okay, do it. Um, oh my God, I've always wanted to be asked this before. Um, <laughs> I bear. I have. I've only. So I've only been on Letterboxd for a little while now. So mine is not. I don't have a ton. Okay, so my top four are Rogue One, Paranorman. Batman Returns, and I just recently changed my number four to All Quiet on the Western Front. Batman Returns, really? Yes, because I have very, very fond memories of wearing out the VHS for that film. That Catwoman, my favorite. The Penguin, Michael Keaton. It's so good. It was my childhood. And then I'm actually surprised you weren't more surprised by Paranorman being on my top four. That that movie screams you. I love this film so much. <laughs> so I have actually only logged three films on my letterbox because, again, like I'm trying to get into the habit of using it. Uh, but for me, those three films are Jurassic Park, The Invitation, and Murder She Wrote South by Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> That's so- Oh my god! I vlog at almost everything I watch, so I use Letterbox and Serialize, which I love. Serialize for television. I watch a lot more television than I watch movies. Love I, that app. I barely watch TV these days. Functions exactly the same way as Letterbox, but um, I know I drove some people crazy last night because I said I watched a movie I really loved last night, a screener, and then I was like, "But I'm not logging it on Letterbox, so you'll never know." Because <laughs> until until after you're allowed to, yeah. Like, because of embargo, I will then say what it is. You'll you will see my review on Collider.com actually. Um, but yeah, I was like, sometimes I use Letterbox for chaotic purposes. That's fair. So, uh, Maggie, mm-hmm. in the next hundred episodes, or next five hundred episodes, or next thousand episodes of Collider Dailies, what is something that you? would like to see or where would you like to show to go like what is when you look at the future of dailies what do you see i want to do more live shows i think that was really fun would love to do more live shows at events um would like to see us continue doing more interviews um obviously that's just logistically a lot of work um for all of us but that's something i'd like to see um i would love to see us do an episode with all four of us i think that could be a lot of fun chaotic but fun there there have been a few times where we've talked about it in fact at one point for this episode 100 there was a there was a discussion about possibly doing all four of us yeah Uh, it didn't wind up happening but and even even more to that point like i would love to see maybe some of like listener like uh, voicemails playing like voice messages and stuff like that that a lot of other um, I hadn't content even creators that. that I love that's a great idea actually we should write that down Adam write that down <laughs> Uh, there's so many other things, you know, I, I, if only we had, you know, unlimited time, you know, like co-watching a movie at the same time with reactions and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of fun. Adam's such a great producer. (laughs) We were so fortunate to have the voice of God as our producer. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of fun stuff, um, as we continue to obviously like grow and expand. A a Collider Dailies movie watch along. Yeah. Maybe as like a a special thing. I feel like that, that would be, be cool. like two hundred and fifty episodes. 
maybe that's something that we should keep in the back pocket or yeah. like or like maybe i don't know i'm trying to think if there's any like big releases coming down the pipeline where it would make sense to like watch like like maybe if there's like a big franchise release coming we can watch like a previous film all together yeah um and that would basically just work by like we'd be like all right guys start the movie now and then we all you had to sit here and listen to us commentate and we can all like, mystery science out. theater collider dailies edition <laughs> i'm here for it that would be great. I would love. I would love to hear Steve riff like riff on a movie, like just tear it apart. Honestly, I feel like we'd have to ultimately do like a TV show or something, like an episode of something, because our schedules are all so insane. A live show in LA. A live a live show. Someone will anywhere. have to fly me out there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is that if we did a live show, it would either just be Perry and Steve in LA, yeah. or they would have to fly me and Perry or me and Maggie because we live away from LA. Yeah, uh, could have rewatched. Through. Oh, and yeah, and Adam. <laughs> and Adam. No, he'll be the man and man in the chair, <laughs> Manny from Canada. Could have rewatched Dune for the hundredth episode before Dune Two. We still have a little bit of time before Dune Two. Yes. <laughs> Collider interviews are S tier compared to the majority of Hollywood trade publications. Better questions that aren't flat and actually get genuine answers instead of those we know they can't speak on. Uh, there is. I will say this. There is a reason why. I like when I first met Perry, I I went up to her, I, I shook her hand and I told her straight out that, that I firmly believe that she is the greatest of all time. And when I had my first episode with Steve, I introduced him as the man, the myth, the legend himself. <laughs> I believe both of those truly both, both of our like primary interviewers. And then also everybody else who interviews for the site, including mm-hmm. you, Maggie and all of the writers and everyone who gets the opportunity to interview have all been fantastic. And wow. I will say as somebody who has just started that portion of my career doing interviews, I learned so much just from watching all of you mm-hmm. and from talking to all of you about like how you guys conduct your interviews and I strive to live up to the standard that you all set That's sweet. as interviewers and just as entertainment journalists in general, because yeah. a little bit about me before I joined Collider, I was over on Screen Rant and I worked primarily on feature videos and things of that nature. So like the actual entertainment journalism part didn't factor into my job. But now that I'm on Collider and I'm working on Collider dailies and doing everything that I'm doing. I have to learn so much about the job and you guys teach me so much. And I, I greatly appreciate everything that everyone on the site and on the dailies team does. Uh, it's just, it's brilliant. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, I feel like I got really sappy there. You did. I was like, I honestly don't know what to follow that up with. I will. I do want to say, I do want to say one last thing being a little sappy here. Collider dailies as a show right now is my absolute favorite thing every single day that I get to do it. If I could be on every episode, I would (laughs) 100%. When I go to sleep at night, as rarely as I get to sleep at night, (laughs) I, I go to sleep thinking to myself, I'm excited for Collider Dailies tomorrow. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I get to go talk about movies and TV and I get to hang out with this community and I get to hang out with these cool coworkers and talk 
movies is my absolute favorite thing is the thing that I look forward to every single day. And I owe a lot of that, not only to the team, but also to everyone watching right now and everyone who ever watches this show past, present or future. Thank you so much for all of that. Maggie, do you have any closing words? Uh, I just, I love being part of Collider Dailies. Um, Like you, it is definitely a bright spot of my week. Um, every week when I go do this. Um, so I am very, very thankful, very fortunate to be here after a hundred episodes still. Um, yeah. I'm going to close with one little final thing. Do you know who to me is a dream guest co-host? Your mom. Let's get your <laughs> mom on the show. We need to get Perry. I know that she's watching. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> Perry's mom and my mom. Oh, let's have a mom's episode. Let's get all of our moms Mother's on an episode. Day. There you go. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> uh, I love Anyways, you. that is where we're going to end the show. Uh, once again, thank you for a hundred episodes. Thank you for hopefully a hundred more down the pipeline. Uh, Maggie, do you have anything to plug coming up? Uh, my Ewan McGregor interview will be dropping shortly thereafter that you are done watching Collider Dailies. I really just fumbled over those words. Uh, I also have my interview with um, all the creatives and the cast of The Bad Batch dropping today. So you can check out both of those in the next couple of hours. And there are all video content so you can watch and read at your discretion. Yeah, so get over there, check out all of that stuff. And while you're on Collider.com, feel free to browse all the rest of the articles and check out everything that there is. Uh, we've got so much, so much content every single day, so much fantastic stuff to help keep you guys informed. So be sure to read everything, watch all the video content that we have up there too. Check out all the YouTube channels, all the stuff that uh, you know you have to do. Like this podcast, subscribe to us on YouTube like the podcast on Spotify or whatever platform you're on, all that stuff. I figure like I, I have to at least throw out a call to action every 50 episodes or so. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Anyways, with that, we will end the show today. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. We will be back. We will be back tomorrow. I believe it is Perry and Steve. Uh, so same bat time, same bat place, different people, but you know what? That's the way that things work. Check us out for more Collider Dailies. Thank you so much for being here and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.